make sure you know that uh, some of the roads are going to be affected on Sunday morning by the Eau Claire Marathon. Should be a pretty nice morning, pretty nice day to run a, a marathon. I don't know what the record is for this marathon in Eau Claire. I don't know either, but I'll tell you what, if you have some time on Sunday, it's uh, those marathon runners love seeing people out oh, on yeah. the side yelling for them. And watch, there, there's always some great stories in that, uh, oh, really in that marathon. Yeah. I didn't think of that earlier. We could have stationed a sponsor you in this marathon. <laughs> yeah, well. For, we, we'd have our sponsorship in the first half mile just in case you didn't make it much farther. <laughs> but but my, my family joke is, and this is true, right before I went in for knee replacement surgery, both of them replaced, I told the doc, one thing I want to do is run um, one last marathon with my adult kids. And the doctor said, you don't understand. You're running now is across the street so you don't get hit by a car. That's about it. (laughs) Artificial limbs. Miracles they are. But anyway, the Eau Claire Marathon, and congratulations to you. If you've ever run a marathon or if you're running on Sunday, that's quite an accomplishment. 34 degrees right now around the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. We'll get about 62 today. The 42nd Annual Tucker Bay, Old Dominion, Michael Ray, Shenandoah, Lanco, plus Neil McCoy. Log on to Hodag.com for everything you need to know about the 42nd Annual Hodag Country Festival. July 11th through the 14th in Rhinelander. Happy Hodag! Are your carpets filled with memories, as well as stains, odors, and a few other things? The Home Depot makes replacing that carpet easy, with more styles and colors to choose from and free installation by licensed local professionals backed for life. Today is the day for doing, with free carpet installation done right. Guaranteed. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. $699 minimum purchase required. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Once again, about 33, 34 degrees right now. We'll get 62, and again, the marathon in Eau Claire on Sunday. You know, I started jogging two years ago, and... But then I get, oh, about two or three miles from home, and I think, oh, man, now i got to get home. Yeah, you forgot know, you had to go two directions. <laughs> one of the guys I ran with was a guy you know and a lot of people listening know, Gary Berger, who originated oh, yeah, up at over, Elton Mound. Yeah, yeah, was, family of about 71 kids in that <laughs> yeah, family. <laughs> well, we put yeah. many miles on when he was the uh, FFA advisor and ag teacher at Loyal. I think he's at Horicon now yeah. as the superintendent. Yeah. But Gary always pulled that trick on me. He said, you know, it's only another half mile up the road, Scott. And I said, yeah, but that's another half mile back. That's a mile. <laughs> and after five, this is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Time for some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump does not appear to want former White House counsel Don McGahn to testify to Congress about his statements in the Mueller report. In an interview on Fox News, President Trump noted that McGahn already spoke with investigators, adding, I would say it's done. He also claimed that McGahn had testified for 30 hours. Trump also said that letting McGahn be interviewed by Congress would open the doors to allowing others to be called as witnesses. McGahn told investigators he did not act on Trump's request to fire special counsel Robert Mueller. The federal government is being sued over immigrants' rights. Ryan Shook has the details. 
The American Civil Liberties Union wants to stop immigration and customs enforcement from transferring illegal immigrants from the Orange County Jail in California to facilities in other states. The ACLU says that would make it too difficult for defendants to communicate with their lawyers. The Orange County Sheriff recently decided to transfer hundreds of immigrants back to the feds to make room for expanded mental health facilities in the California jail. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says if a legal option presents itself, he'd take action against the anti-vaxxer movement. The mayor blames the city's ongoing measles crisis on the anti-vaxxer movement and its success in swaying minds within Williamsburg and members of the Orthodox Jewish community. When asked if a civil suit could be an option, the mayor vowed to pursue all options present, calling the anti-vax movement a troubling reality the country must face. NYPD says there are no ongoing criminal investigations against any members of the anti-vax movement. And a version of the Mueller report has debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list for nonfiction books. The Washington Post version that includes analysis by its reporters is ranked first, even though the report is widely available for free online. A different version of the report that includes an introduction by attorney Alan Dershowitz is ranked number 11 on the combined print and ebook nonfiction list. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Isn't that something? <laughs> the Mueller report is it fiction or nonfiction on the bestseller list? <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. What? What's next? Hey. Oh man, we better not talk about that. We'll get in more trouble. <laughs> All right. Four minutes after five on a Friday morning, weather is getting better. Now is the time to talk to Smith Brothers Meats of Colby about catering your upcoming special events. They'll do a delicious sit-down buffet or picnic-style meals for groups of fifty to fifteen hundred. They also serve hot and tasty carryout meals for smaller groups. Smith Brothers Meats, with food for any type of gathering. Call 1-800-949-1393 for menu details, prices, and available catering dates. Smith Brothers Meats of Colby is your pellet grill headquarters. Stop in and see their huge selection. Gear up for summer with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got the tools and supplies you need to get the job done, along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips for whatever your project. Pick up a Performance Tool 26-piece screwdriver set with holding rack on sale $17.99. Replace your old water heater with a new 50-gallon electric water heater from Reliance, priced at $349.99. Buy one DeWalt 12-piece reciprocating saw blade kit with case for $24.99. Get one free. Make sure you have the right tool for the job with Milwaukee's 6-inch diagonal pliers and 8-inch long nose pliers or a 9-inch leverage pliers. Your choice, $14.99. And check out our weld shop for these great deals. Save $40 on a 115-volt Hobart Handler 140 MIG welder, just $489.99. Worthington Torch Kits, now 20% off. That's genuine value. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Well, not much rain in this forecast for the next few days. Just partly cloudy, low 60s today, so that means some sunshine. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, but, oh, well, let's say 70 degrees. They're saying 69. I'm saying 70. Sunday, about 58. Monday, about 60. Maybe a shower later on Monday afternoon. We'll fill in more of the headlines and more of the story of the weather with Monica a little bit later on. Right now it's 44 in Green Bay, 42 in Milwaukee, Madison Sun Prairie at 41, in Marshfield and Wausau, 42, Rice Lake at 31, La Crosse at 39, and here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area, we've got about 33, 34 degrees on our way to 62. We've got the Friday morning markets next, and they're brought to you by Heads Up.
Farm Market Reports brought to you by Heads Up. Are you frustrated with white mold showing up year after year in your soybeans? If you've tried different management practices and are still losing yield to white mold, now is the time to ask your seed dealer about Heads Up Plant Protectant. Heads Up is a new registered seed treatment for the prevention of white mold in soybeans and pulse crops. The best defense on your farm against white mold now starts with the right seed treatment package. Locate a Heads Up dealer near you by visiting Heads HeadsUpST.com today. Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. Friday morning, starting to wrap up the trading week. Scott, cash livestock numbers this week. Fed beef steers are at 118 to 128. Fed beef heifers, 118 to 126 and a half. Fed Holstein steers are at 83 to 97. Cows are 55 to 70. Bulls, 63 to 87. Butcher hogs are 40 to 65. Sows, 40 to 55. And boars, 22 and down. On the sheep side, shorn and unshorn market lambs are 120 to 162. And feeder lambs are 110 to 265. And in the livestock futures, continues to be a down week. Yesterday, live cattle at the Mercantile Exchange for June closed at 113.67. That was down 20. August, 110.17, down 80 cents. October at 110.67, down a dollar two. December at 114.67, down a dollar ten. Feeder cattle for May at 138.97. That was down 240. August feeder cattle 147.90, down 132. September. 148.50 down a dollar 80. October 149.05 down 205. November down 210. Lean hogs. The May contract was down 86.10. That was down a dollar. June at 92.75 up a dollar 52. July hogs at 95.52 up 15. And August at 96.27 up 20. At the Board of Trade, the overnight trade just a little bit higher with some of this uh, rainy forecast. But again, not much movement because we're not selling a lot. We've got a lot in stock in soybean bins and corn bins. So uh, corn this morning, fraction higher for July at 370. The oats up two at 284. The wheat up two at 446. July beans up a penny from yesterday's close at 844. Soybean meal up 60 cents a ton, $297.50. The uh, dairy markets, not too bad. Barrel, better anyway. They're not good, but they're better. Barrel cheese, unchanged at 163. The blocks down three quarters at 165 and a half. Double A butter up a half at 227 and a quarter. Class three prices were up. May up a nickel at 1617. June and July were both up nine cents. June, 1635. July, 1652. August up 12 at 1681. September up 11. At sixteen ninety eight, as prices were higher every month out through April of next year. So that's a look at our markets this morning, brought to you by Heads Up Plant Protectants. Again, you're worried about white mold and soybeans. Heads Up, product for you. Ten minutes after five. Partly cloudy, about 62 today for the high. The 42nd Annual Hodag Country Festival lineup is complete. complete. That means it's time to get your tickets now, now to be a part of Wisconsin's best country music festival this July 11th through the 14th in Rhinelander. Take advantage of advanced pricing on nine-day Hodag Festival tickets. Campsites are available when the grounds open Saturday, July 6th, and all campsites are within walking distance to the stage. Plastic and aluminum carry-ins are allowed, but must fit under your chair while enjoying 
enjoying the entertainment. And what entertainment it is. Gary Allen, Terry Clark, Aaron Watson, Brandon Lay, Lady Annabella. I don't know why I don't take me downtown anymore. The Roots and Boots Tour featuring Aaron Tippin, Sammy Kershaw, and Colin Ray, Lindsay L., Jake Rose, Low Cash. The Marshall Tucker Band, Old Dominion, Michael Ray, Shenandoah, Lanco, plus Neil McCoy. Log on to Hodag.com for everything you need to know about the 42nd Annual Hodag Country Festival. July 11th through the 14th in Rhinelander. Happy Hodag! It's time for another Pioneer Crop Update. I'm with Mike Gronsky, a field agronomist out of Marshfield, and he's been making some observations about winter kill. What do you have over there, Mike? Really been more of a challenge or disappointment than what we initially expected here as we started previewing uh, some of our uh, established alfalfa fields here this spring. You know, getting out into a lot of fields and, you know, initially here we see them greening up and, you know, we had some pretty good thoughts or feelings about what we were seeing there. Uh, but the harsh reality is, is that some of these older stands didn't survive winter very well. And uh, what we're seeing here is uh, some green up, you know, about inch, two inches of uh, new growth coming out of the crown on the, as far as new stems. But as you look at them a little bit closer, you'll, some of them will even appear to be a little bit wilted. And upon further examination and actually, you know, physically digging the plants out, you can start examining the roots themselves. And instead of having this real nice, firm, carrot-like texture to them, they're basically mush and you can wring the water out of them. Those plants are not ones that are going to survive essentially here you know there's dead enough energy stored in that root system to green up here basically they're going to continue to dampen off and disappear as we continue to work our way into the spring so the new seedings aren't looking quite as bad from the 2018 season but it seems like the uh the older more established fields or especially fields that uh have been cut late last fall really seem to be the ones that are taking some of the biggest hits uh just getting some of these initial looks in here as we're getting going thus far bottom line is to get out there and look at that crop right Exactly. Kind of a two-step method. You know, I'd get out there now, start doing some physical digging. You know, you're going to want to find bare minimum four to five plants that are in good condition, actively growing. And if you're right on that fine line of four to five plants per square foot, I would really recommend a follow-up and go back out there once you've got some regrowth in that four to six-inch range. At that point, take a stem count. And if you're getting 55 stems or better per square foot at that point, you have a stand that's not going to be yield limiting. 40 to 55, you have a situation where you're going to take a little bit of a yield hit, but it's probably something you can can get by for the year if you're really in need of the forage uh less than 40 you really should look at rotating that stand out here for the 2019 growing season that's mike gronsky field agronomist with pioneer with another pioneer update i'm scott schultz thank you scott once again we're about 33 34 degrees around the area partly cloudy today high about 62 well we mentioned the dairy market especially class three was a little better in the trade yesterday and we got some information on uh, April, don't we? Yep, the April Class 3 milk price showed a nice jump from March. Last month's price came out at fifteen ninety six a hundredweight. That's 92 cents better than the month before. For the first four months of the year, the Class 3 average is fourteen seventy one a hundred. In 2018, the Class 3 uh, average price was fourteen sixty one, and the highest Class 3 price, price ever was in 2014 when the price averaged $22.34 for the year. Yeah, I think in uh, that year, I think September, we had $24 plus milk, one of wow. the, the highest price ever. Yep. So fond memories. And, yep. of course, then, uh, then the the dam broke, so to speak, it and uh, they haven't recovered since yep. then. The levy so, let loose. Yeah, it sure did. So we've got a quarter after five. 
And uh, what do we got? Uh, Jersey Breeders going to be in Viroqua today and tomorrow. What's going on this That's weekend right. on the, the calendar a little bit? Jersey Breeders are going to be are, the Jersey Breeders are having their spring spectacular show today and tomorrow at Viroqua at the Vernon Fa- County Fairgrounds. Always fun to watch the jerseys. All right. And so of course, what else is going? Oh, don't donkeys! Yeah, talk donkeys about that. tonight. Donkey basketball up at Bloomer tonight. Fundraiser for the Dwayne Fossum family. And that uh, show is uh, starts at 7 p.m. And I'm guessing you'll see some fun stuff there, and it's for a good cause. Always is. With uh, donkey basketball, yeah, I help uh, Dwayne, a longtime ag teacher at uh, Bloomer High School. I think he's been on the FFA program. Uh, he has a streak more than anybody else because from the time he was down at uh, – Independence High School, where his dad Richard taught school, taught FFA, <laughs> and then he was on every year. And then in college, he'd come back because of stuff he was doing. <laughs> then he got to be a, a teacher. He was a trainee, or what do they call student teacher yeah, yeah, at Bloomer. Yeah. And then he went into the faculty when Ray Miller retired. And I think Dwayne's got the longest streak of, of being on the program. What a great Next guy. Next to you, maybe. Well, yeah. But uh, what a great guy and a great family. And you help you can uh, get tonight right. go up there and support donkey basketball. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to go up and watch donkey basketball and support uh, the Dwayne Fossum family. Health issues, house burned down this winter. I mean, if... Things can go wrong. They've been uh, challenging for yeah. the Fossum family. So, hey. anybody got any meals this weekend or anything? No meals no, coming. Nobody's up. got anything but going on. I tell you, one thing tomorrow. A couple of things tomorrow going on. Of course, that annual Colt sale is going oh, on. River Falls at UW River Falls tomorrow at the uh, campus farm. Uh, those are looking for a good young horse that's been trained by the students. They've that's been, right. What That's time? Right. What time is that all happening? You got, I know you can get there early and look at the Colts, and then you the can sale. look at them at eleven a.m. Lunch will be at twelve thirty, and the sale itself starts at two. All right, so that'll be fun. And, some some and, of those horses bring some pretty good money. They're well bred. And speaking of horses, you have your Derby pick for tomorrow, Kentucky right? Kentucky Derby, you bet your life. Yep, you Cut, bet your cutting life. humor, thirty oh to one odds. Kentucky That's, my, that's my horse. So lots going on. Also <laughs> coming up here, we're going to have a conversation from uh, some folks about dairy cultures. You know, how does the dairy industry work, the cultures that are needed to make the dairy work, the cheese and the yogurts and all that sort of stuff, as we continue with our Farm News this morning on Wax, brought to you by... The Farm News is being brought to you by Strong Microbials. For peace of mind on crop preservation, count on Strong Microbials, family-owned and founded by microbiologists right here in Wisconsin. Their supercell forage and silage inoculants deliver a fast pH drop and great numbers for liquid protein and estimated milk. Strong Microbials supercell products are premium inoculants at a low fair price. Strong Microbials is a friend to farmers. Go to strongmicrobials.com or call Strong Microbials at 844-696-4276. That's eight. 844-696-4276. What are the top three things that employees want these days? A livable wage? Absolutely. Flexibility of hours? Of course. And a clean environment and a fun place to work, right? But what benefit do employees end up paying for at work? Health insurance? Well, not at Grassland. Your health is important to them, and free health care premiums are just the best benefit you'll get from working at Grassland Dairy. They offer a competitive wage and a progressive benefits package, including a week of vacation at 90 days, shift premiums, double time on weekends, and a huge profit sharing. But the biggest benefit of working at Grassland is free health care premiums for employees and their family members. Go to grassland.com. 
click on careers, and it will tell you all about the positions that are open. Hit the Apply Now link and fill out a super easy application. You can also drop by for open interviews on Tuesdays. Pretty simple, right? Grassland Dairy has been family-owned since 1904 and thankful to be a part of the community in Greenwood. Check out a welcoming video or learn more about the positions available at grassland.com. Grassland Butter, the better brand. Bob Bosol this morning at the northern end of the world's longest barn and have had the, the privilege and the opportunity, as Pam has down in southern Wisconsin, to travel to different places around the world. And when you get to different places around the world and see their cultures, and then you think about the United States, you think about how we have really been a homogenization of all those cultures, be it dairy, be it beef, be it uh, beer making, whatever the case may be. And Pam, it's important, isn't it, to preserve those cultures of our heritages. Absolutely, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yonke here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And you know what? You can even take it one step further. You talked about beer making. You talk about cheese making. That literally takes us back to cultures literally the physical cultures that we produce that product with from the old country. Reba McClone had a chance to talk about those cultures, those enzymes that we depend on in the brewing industry, in the baking industry, in our cheese-making industry. And what's on the horizon? Are we developing some new flavors, new tastes, new valuable cultures and enzymes that the dairy industry is looking for? Reba got a chance to visit with one of the cutting-edge scientists making it happen. Many of you may not know this, but I love cheese. And one of the things I love is that there's typically only four ingredients, milk, salt, enzymes, and cultures. But enzymes and cultures weren't something I was very familiar with. I was able to talk to Dave Potter of Dairy Connection to gain a better understanding of these key ingredients for cheese and yogurt products. So Dairy Connection, we are a ingredient supply company distributor of cultures and enzymes to the artisan, farmstead, and specialty cheesemakers, not only in Wisconsin, but throughout the United States. And so cultures and enzymes, I heard of them before, but I'm not necessarily super versed in them, and I don't think a lot of other people are either. Can you give us a rundown of like what those are and what they're used for? So just basically cultures are the bacteria that produce lactic acid. So they chew up the sugar in milk and they produce the lactic acid and some of the flavors. Enzymes are a couple different things. The cultures have some enzymes for flavor development, but also rennet is an enzyme that is added and that's produced through a microbial fermentation. Rennet is what coagulates the milk and allows you to start the cheese pranking process. How many different types of cultures are there? Uh, there's two basic categories, mesophilic and thermophilic, and that really determines temperatures that they like to grow at. And within each of those categories, there's probably hundreds, if not thousands, of different strains of bacteria that are used for food production and primarily in cheese making too, we have those different categories. And so what are those different strains of bacteria? Do they, do they enhance flavor? Do some of them work faster than others? So we'll look at uh, just cheese making alone. There are cultures that produce lactic acid, some that will produce uh, diacetyl, which is a buttery aroma. Some produce the holes in Swiss cheese, so they grow and they produce CO2, um, propionic acid, other flavors. So, yeah, they have different characteristics for how fast they produce acid, um, how proteolytic, like they break down the protein, and how much gas they produce. One of the other things that you were saying is that sometimes these different kinds of cultures, they're used in different cheeses, but what other products could they be used in? 
So the fermentation for yogurt, for example, other fermented dairy products, so these cultures are specifically geared up for fermenting lactose, and that's the milk sugar. So the culture doesn't care what it does as long as there's food there for it. So it could be making Swiss cheese, mozzarella. It could be easily making yogurt. Um, sour cream, buttermilk, just depending on the environment and, uh, and the sugar and the pH and everything that's, that's present for it to live. And so where, do, where did cultures start? But have we always been using dairy cultures to make milk or was it kind of there naturally for a while? Well, if you look at companies like myself, we're a distributor of the cultures, and there always wasn't a company that was producing cultures, so they were originally isolated from raw milk, from soil, from plant material that were just native to the environment. And so when people would milk cows centuries ago, bacteria would slough off the animal from the from the udder into the milk, and that really became the initial starter culture from the region. So you look at Europe, the U.S., any type of a region, there's always going to be bacteria that are native to that region, depending on environment, temperature, moisture, um, and that's where the bacteria were originally isolated from. That's really interesting. And so is there a difference in the cultures kind of and their creation purposes between like U.S. cultures and European cultures? I would say now a lot of the cultures specifically that we carry come from Europe, but a lot of them have been standardized. But there are regional variations where cultures have been identified for that region that are specifically used in a regional cheese, especially uh, protected origin cheeses in Europe where they specifically have to use one strain to make um, Parmesan, for example, or they have to make a blue cheese, a Roquefort. They would use specific strains that are really local to that area. When you're incorporating cultures into these products, you're getting these different flavor profiles and things like that. How are modern-day cultures created? There is a technique of actually genetically modifying them, and I would say that's probably not used a lot in the cheese industry. So the strains are selected based on their characteristics of how fast they produce acid, how receptive they are to growing with other strains, because strains are really their whole purpose is to try to survive. And so if they have to kill off another strain just to survive, that's what they'll do. So they have to play well together. Um, They will select them based on their flavor characteristics, um, and they just have natural mutations that also can occur throughout the cheesemaking process. And so with those ability to potentially genetically modify cultures, if that becomes popular, is that going to usher in a new wave of different kinds of cheeses? Um, I don't know so much on the cheese types, but it may affect how the cheese is manufactured, um, especially like on a, either on a large scale or a specialty flavor type uh, culture coming in. They have found ways to genetically identify one strain characteristic from another, and they can turn these genes on and off. Um, but basically, I think a lot of the cheese cultures are Probably still some of the same ones that have been used for the last 100 years are still in there. But when you get into large commercialized cheese operations, they have higher demands. And uh, there's another thing called bacteriophage, which is a virus which kills these cultures. And so they have to kind of stay ahead of that game. And so that's where some of these modifications have come into play. And so what are the cultures for, like, say, a blue cheese or a brie compared to the cultures for a Colby or a cheddar? So if you look at blue cheese, brie, one of the things they have are flavor organisms in there that produce buttery notes. And a a side fermentation with the buttery notes is carbon dioxide. And so if you're looking at cheddar, you would not expect to see holes 
or gaps in, in your cheddar, you want to see a nice solid. So those cultures tend to be just straight lactic acid production, but in, in brie, camembert, feta, or blue cheese, they need air and oxygen, and so that's what these cultures produce, this flavor and some little bit of CO2 as well. And again, it's uh, a lot involved in making cheese. I know we were over in Europe when Switzerland, as a matter of fact, their Swiss cheese called Emmentaler. You know, they say, well, your cheese isn't real because we've got to add gas or something to make the bubbles. Over there, yeah. the, the holes in the Swiss cheese are naturally occurring part of the, mm-hmm. because of the way we feed our cattle and right. all those sorts of things. So, yeah, the dairy industry is, uh, you know, you got to be a master cheeseman. And some of these folks are master cheesemen in about 6, 8, 10, 13 different varieties. Right. you got to know your stuff. And to get that, I think you have to get the master's uh, certif- certification oh, yeah. in each. Yeah, oh, You're just yeah, not yeah, a master yeah. cheese oh, yeah. maker. You've got to go in each variety. You don't right, go down right. there and automatically, because no, you start, but uh, some right. of these folks have done this for many, many years, and there's a lot that goes on as far as uh, cheese making, that's for sure. Yep. 27 and a half minutes after 5 o'clock on a busy Friday morning. We'll look at some local news coming up. Have you found yourself in need of soybeans for the 2019 planting season? Beck still has an excellent supply of regionally selected soybean products, including Roundup Ready to Extend, Liberty Link, and Liberty Link GT27 varieties. In 22,224 comparisons, Beck's soybeans outyielded the competition by 1.8 bushels per acre. Don't get caught short on high-yielding soybeans this season. Contact your local Beck's representative to learn more or call 1-800-937-2325. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen, it's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's Donate LifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. 33 degrees here at Wax 104.5. And speaking of the temperature, the soil temperature this morning, actually, you don't see this this time of year, year too often, Bob, but it's down 2 degrees to 44 degrees. Down 3 degrees from yesterday, I believe. 44 yeah, well, degrees. When you don't have sun, that's what happens. That's what happens, yep. It'll be back up And that's today. out in sod behind. That's right. not in a plowed or open field. It's right. uh, out in in the grass out behind our building. Yep. So the, some of the local news, Marathon County Sheriff's Department officials are reporting an officer-involved shooting last night near Abbotsford. Reports say one person was shot. There were no deaths. Sheriff Scott Park said no officers were shot. The State Division of Criminal Investigation will oversee that case. The Eau Claire Marathon will be run Sunday, creating some temporary street closures around the city from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. The start and finish lines will be at Carson Park. 
Guards at six Wisconsin prisons are getting a $5 an hour raise to keep them on the job. Governor Tony Evers ordered the raises this week. He said he wants to fight long-running staff shortages at the Columbia, Dodge, Green Bay, Techita, and Wapan prisons. The guards will be uh, will see their pay spiked through at least June of next year. And Governor Evers is sounding a lot less pessimistic about Foxconn after a meeting with the company's CEO. The governor met with Terry Gao yesterday. Gao stopped in Milwaukee after visiting with President Trump. Evers said after the meeting that he was never not supportive of Foxconn on their plans to bring 13,000 jobs to the state of Wisconsin. And here's one for you, Bob. A man accused of biting off another man's nostril is avoiding jail time. <laughs> a criminal complaint claims Donald Henson recently began fighting a man in Eau Claire for an unknown reason. It says he admitted to biting the other man's nostrils, but that it was in self-defense. Henson this week pleaded no contest to substantial battery and bail jumping. Wow. Oh, that just hurts. <laughs> just, I'm just sitting here. Oh, my Lord. That just hurts thinking about it. <laughs> yep. And uh, the first meeting between, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Senator Tammy Baldwin said Wisconsin should accept a federal investment in the Badger Care program. That would expand health care coverage to 82,000 more Wisconsinites. She said Governor Evers has a plan to accept federal investments that will save taxpayer money and help close coverage gaps. Baldwin said it's fiscally and morally irresponsible for state legislators, the state legislature's Republicans to say they won't step up and take the issue of expanded Medicaid. And deputies say alcohol was likely a factor in a Dunn County crash that killed 22-year-old Logan Dukek. The Dunn County Sheriff's Office said the car was northbound on Highway B and Tainter early Wednesday uh, Wednesday morning when it hit a tree. Dukic was taken to a hospital in Menominee where he was pronounced dead. And a man killing, uh, accused of killing a passenger in a 2018 crash pled no contest to homicide and, uh, by intoxicated use of a vehicle. Reports say Maverick Copine entered a plea deal Wednesday in exchange for having another charge in the case dismissed. A, a Whitehall man is going to jail after being convicted of a road rage incident. Reports say Joseph Taylor is accused of sideswiping and ramming an SUV that passed him on Interstate 94 in Eau Claire County in December of 2017. The victim claims Taylor then punched him in the face and claimed to have a gun. Taylor was sentenced this week to two months in a work release facility, followed by eight months probation. And a little anger management training, I hope, too. Yep. Oh, wow. You know, that story on the prisons is interesting because, uh, you know, you're not you're not around a prison. You know, you, right. you know, you can get into most public government-run facilities, but not yeah. prisons. So that's interesting. I know yeah. I thought one of the greatest conversations I ever had was by accident. I was at a gas station in Kadat getting gas and the guy next to me at the other side of the pump had on a Department of Corrections jacket, and this mm-hmm. was about a year or so after Act 10 kicked in. Yeah. I said, well, how things going? You like being a prison guard? Oh, boy, that opened that opened it up. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, needless to say, he didn't like it. He said, <laughs> because he said, I'm making less now than I was 10 years ago, and on and on and on. And so, understaffed. But that's something, yeah, understaffed is right. But that was interesting to see that uh, they're going to get some raises. Right. All right, thanks, Scott, for the news. Well, let's look at our weather now on a Friday morning. 
Brought to you this morning by Bobcat Plus. Monica Ott joins us from over at Skywarn 13. Well, it has not been a fun week here, Monica, going from April to May, and hopefully the second week in May is going to be better. Yes, well, at least it will be warmer, although there will be a few more showers into early next week, but we've been looking ahead to today all week that this was finally going to be the return of sunshine, and we're certainly going to see that, and this will continue into the start of the weekend with even warmer temperatures. This morning, though, there is a little fog, and it is chilly, so be ready for that. But the nice thing about that is the sky is clear, and we're going to see sunshine for today. Highs top out at 62, so just a hair below average, but definitely an improvement from the last few days that have been in the 40s and low 50s. Then tonight, not as cold, down to 42. We'll see a partly cloudy sky, maybe a stray shower after midnight, but that all clears out for Saturday, leaving us with more sunshine and highs around 70. Take advantage. Sunday, for the marathon and any other outdoor activities, we're going to need the rain gear just in case. There will be some scattered showers and it'll be cooler at 60, and then we're going to stay really consistent right around 60 all the way into the middle of next week with a few more showers Monday and Tuesday. Right now in Eau Claire, 32, and visibility down to 2.5 miles. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. Doesn't sound like we see 70 anytime soon. Well, tomorrow we'll be close to 70. Well, But, but then after that, you're extended right. Extended periods. You're right. So it's not... Not late spring or early summer yet, huh? No, not yet. I have to be patient. <laughs> have a good weekend, Monica. Thanks, you too, Bob. Monica out over at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather forecast as uh, we're now about 24 minutes before 6 o'clock. Again, the magic number, 32 right now, and uh, we'll get into the 60s today. It's our weather this morning on Wax brought to you by... Bobcat Plus, Chippewa Falls, and Osseo. Tough jobs demand tough equipment. Bobcat loaders from Bobcat Plus answer the challenge for those tough jobs. Like the new M-Series loaders. More power, more performance, more comfort. There's a Bobcat loader that's perfect for your job. But don't just take my word on it. Hi, this is Bob Bosold. See the compact material handling equipment experts at Bobcat Plus and let their specialists show you the growing lineup of Bobcat equipment. Visit Bobcat Plus in Butler, Waukesha, De Pere, Appleton, Osseo, or Chippewa Falls, Bobcat Plus, working the state of Wisconsin, one customer at a time. Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. All right, we've got a Friday morning uh, working, expecting the whole gang to be here. In fact, the whole gang just walked in, so Mark is here and Brent is here, and we'll get to them uh, in just a few minutes. But uh, we've got other things to get to as well. A reminder that uh, what uh, Jersey Breeders Scott are down in uh, Veroqua. Veroqua today. Vernon County Fairgrounds. Today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. And donkey basketball tonight up at Bloomer High School for the Dwayne Fossum benefit. At 7 o'clock. All right. Sounds like a plan. And we're going to get to our markets. We're about uh, 22 minutes before the hour. That's coming up next right here on Wax. Visit your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Countryside Cooperative, today and find out why the Cub Cadet XT Enduro Series lawn tractors have set the standard as the strongest, most comfortable tractors out there. Extra tough, fabricated in stamped X, incredibly responsive handling, and breakthrough cutting performance. And only your local dealer stocks genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians to keep your equipment running at its peak. Stop in and test drive the 2019 utility vehicles and the XT Enduro Series lawn tractors. Cooperative, your local Cub Cadet dealer. 
It's 5.37 a.m. at Wax 104.5. Let's go over to the Equity Altoona market and listen to Mark Koger's report. So it's beef steers and heifers selling on a light supply, selling from a dollar to a dollar twenty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, eighty-seven to ninety. Choice Holstein steers, eighty to eighty-six. With your heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling eighty and down. Twenty percent of the slaughter cows on Thursday selling from fifty-six to sixty-two. We topped at sixty-four and a half. Sixty percent of the cows selling from forty-two to fifty-six. With twenty percent of the cows selling forty-two and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from sixty-five to seventy-five. We topped at seventy-eight. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls and lightweight bulls, all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up. Here on Thursday, selling from $75 to $150 per head. Uh, your fancy beef calves selling from $100 to $325 per head, with the light and poor quality calves selling below $75. A quick reminder, next special feeder sales retail tuna market will be Friday, May the 10th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715 835 3104. This is Mark Colbert from the Equity L2 Auction Market. Have a great day. All right, Mark, you have a great day, too. As we're uh, approaching 20 minutes to 6 here at Wax, again, 32 degrees right now. We're looking for high today in the low 60s. Tomorrow, sunshine should be in 70. The only problem with that is only one day, and then it's going to cool off again Sunday. It'll probably be in the upper 50s. Well, let's uh, wrap up the week over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Bob, and a very good morning to you. Well, at least there's uh, not that other four-letter word in the forecast that uh, we kind of put behind us. So we'll take it as we get it. But actually, you know... Um, are, you that, talk- are you that confident that we're putting that four-letter word behind us? There was snow yesterday up north of Spooner. <laughs> well, yeah, but they have to clear the streets for the 4th of July parade, don't they? Or <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. I'll tell you. Hopefully the weather's going to turn around. Wrap up the week for us. We're over at Stratford, Jerry. Bob, I'll do that. Thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the market cows this past week. Fully steady trend on the cows. Good demand, especially on these uh, better quality, high-yielding cows. And they were selling on yesterday's close from 57 to 67. And we did see an extreme top in the cows this week on Wednesday at 75 on some very fancy high-yielding black Angus cows. The majority of the cows this week, your average flesh dairy cows, they are selling from 42 to 56. Your thinner planer cows and light carcass cows, $42 and below. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls, mostly from 72 to 88, topping at 91 and a half. Lighter weight bulls, 70 and back. On the fat cattle trade, your choice grading Holstein steers are mostly from uh, 78 to 88. Higher yielding choice Holsteins from 88 and a half to 90 and a half. And your select underfinished cattle, 76 and down. Now to the calf market. Good demand on the Holstein bull calves. Again, buyers quite selective on quality, but uh, the real fancy, 220 pound Holstein bull calves, 90 to 190. And we did see tops earlier in the week on these bull calves up to 210. And again, the limited demand on these lighter weight calves, though those are mostly 40 and down. Heifer calves selling from 40 to 100 with a weekly top at 135. Again, good demand on these beef calves, 175 to 375, and we did see these beef calves top out at 400. Now, I do want to mention uh, next week here at Stratford, uh, we do have a, a busy week coming up. Of course, our next dairy sale and hay sale will be next Tuesday, May the 7th. Hay sale starting at 10 o'clock. Dairy sale starts at uh, noon. 
Also, one week from today, uh, May 10th, special dairy cattle auction here at Stratford. That will start at 11 a.m. Complete heifer dispersal, 320 dairy heifers, 35 dairy cows, uh, Holsteins and Flexi Holstein crosses. Uh, just a very, very nice set of cattle. Again, uh, over 350 head, all from one owner, vaccinated. Uh, all these information is, of course, on our website. So take a look at that. So mark that on your calendar for one week from today. Friday, May the 10th here in Stratford. Again, we'll get underway at uh, 11 o'clock with that. Now, we do want to mention also tomorrow. Looking forward to tomorrow. Exciting day tomorrow for the kids. Our second annual Connecting Kids and Cats event. Uh, that went over very well last year at the in- inaugural event. So today, rather tomorrow, Saturday the 4th, uh, that will get underway tomorrow at 9 a.m. At Horse Stables in Thorpe, 11 a.m. sale, Connecting Cats with Kids and the Dairy Youth Exhibitors, and free door prizes for the kids, uh, serving free milk, ice cream, cheese curds. So hope you folks can join us for that tomorrow. We do have a very long lineup of uh, heifers and heifer calves available, so you can view those on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Thorpe page. So, again, that will be tomorrow at Horse Stables in Thorpe. And you said, Bob, it's going to be a nice day tomorrow, right? Beautiful day tomorrow. About 70 degrees, sunshine, great time for calves and kids to get together. Right, and now are you going to be running in this marathon uh, in Eau Claire? Yeah, I thought you and I had run this team. <laughs> well, um, boy, well I'll it's... tell you what, we'd get the first couple hundred yards in all right. But well, after they that, told I me don't it's know. all downhill, so that part I can handle. Well, if you do, good luck. All and, uh, right, well, you, uh, you have a good day with the kids and the calves, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Bob. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, oh, I gotta, before you go, what horse do we bet on this weekend now? Well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out with the Omaha Beach scratched. Uh, I like the horse coming out of the one hole, but that's a tough one to win from. So uh, I'm still trying to figure it out. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. You guys have a nice weekend, and thank you much. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. 16 minutes before 6 o'clock. The gang is here. We're going to talk to him. Gear up for summer with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got the feed and supplies you need to keep livestock happy and healthy, along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips. Stock up on NatureWise Layer Crumble or Pellet Feed, your choice $11.99. Keep livestock healthy with Trace Mineral Salt with Selenium, available in 50-pound blocks or bags, your choice $7.59. Buy two select Andis clipper blades, get the third one free. Purchase eight 12-foot corral panels from Balin and get an arched gate free, valued at $159.99. Buy one one 1-inch by 50-foot roll of Maisel poultry netting in various heights, get the second one free. And leave the heavy lifting to us. Use our drive-thru and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Take a look at the rest of our markets. The Board of Trade, the overnight trade, not much movement. July corn this morning, a fraction higher at 370. The oats up two at 284. Beans up a penny for July, 844, with meal up 60 cents a ton at $297.50. And the July wheat up to at 446 this morning. Country elevator prices on the DTN screen. Corn at Golden Plump, 330 a bushel today. At Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, 304 with the beans at 742. Stevens Point, corn 318, the beans at 725. Elk Mound, 323 on the corn, 757 on the beans. Sparta. 
319 and 746. And in Ellsworth, 296 on the corn, 742 on the beans. Ethanol plants, the Boyceville plant, 335. Stanley, 331 at the grain facility in New Richmond, 329. Barrel cheese unchanged yesterday, 163. Blocks down three quarters at 165 and a half. Butter up a half at 227 and a quarter. Class three for May up a nickel at 1617. June up nine at sixteen thirty-five. July up nine at sixteen fifty-two. August up twelve, sixteen eighty-one, and September up eleven at sixteen ninety-eight. As prices were higher each month out through next April. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Friday morning, and the whole crew is here. That includes, of course, Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent. Uh, good morning, sir. Hi, Bob. How are you? Doing very, very well. Hey, we talked to Jerry yesterday. We've been talking to other people, including Brent, who we'll hear from in a little while. Have you been out in any county alfalfa fields? Been out uh, intermittently around the county in Eau Claire, a little bit over into Dunn, a bit up into Chippewa, and about the best I can say is it's spotty at best. Uh, the well-drained light soils, uh, alfalfa seems to be holding in there okay, greening up uh Root integrity, crown integrity looks pretty good. You start to get into some of these older stands that are in more poorly drained areas, and you can maybe see a little bit of greening, but then you start looking at the crown and root, and you've got nothing but mushy Mush, gunk. Yeah. So it's, and, uh, it's, take the first crop and then get rid of it, huh? If, if you're lucky enough to get a first crop yeah. off, the strategy for a lot of the larger producers appears to be go in with corn immediately. Uh, hearing a few people that are talking about overseeding rye and potentially maybe Brent can talk on a few different strategies that they may be advocating from his side of the yard but but the uh, bottom line is get out and look get out and look yeah. because uh what looks nice today and green uh may not be quite so nice and green a week down the road yeah, it's so, been a tough winter that's for sure not another one of those things that we want to fight and fuss no. with but we got to be aware that's for sure hey we talked also yesterday jerry clark was in about uh tractor safety for the young people in chippewa county what's the status in eau claire we are doing something a little bit different this year with school districts running so late, extending yeah. class days, uh, teacher schedules, uh, extracurricular activities so s- spread out. Um, we're going to give something a little bit different a try. Uh, we're collaborating with CVTC, the oh, okay. tech college. Uh, it's done all over the state. We just haven't tried it here yet. So after visiting with Adam Whaling, we're going to. We're going to change the format a little. Uh, well, it's going to take three days now, uh, June 26th, 27th, and 28th from 830 to 5, and we'll have the class done. It's Where are you going to have it? It's going to be held at the Energy Center. The They've West got Campus. West what, Campus. Okay. They've got that great, big, nice blacktop area. Yep, yep. Have lots of equipment, probably a little better teacher-to-student ratio. 
Um, we'll follow all of the things we've always followed, the farm safety basics, proper tractor operation, connecting using implements, and identifying agricultural hazards. We'll take a farm tour and mm-hmm. do a hazard analysis and run through all those other things we get from uh, an emergency room nurse, uh, electrical power distribution scenarios. That's a pretty good, complete program. It's so, a very complete program. Do you want them to register with you or with Adam out at the campus at CVTC? They have got an electronic well, registration okay. link up right good. now. It's cvtc.edu slash tractor safety. All right, so that's and, uh, towards the end of June. Yes, uh, deadline, I believe they're calling June 21st. If uh, anybody needs help finding the link, give me a call, give Andy a call at the office. We can send it to them. Or if they want to go back into their old 4-H roots, contact Sarah Novotny. She's taking the lead on it for us over at CVTC. Very good. And you got enough volunteers for Farm Technology Days in the summer of 2020? I don't want to say next summer because people think it's this year. It's next year, 2020. I've got to remind myself that it's only a year and two months yeah, away, say, Bob. 14 months uh, away. I, I think by the last count, we're at seven or 800 volunteers that's signed not up. That's not but enough. I need 800 more. Yeah, so. I was going to say, you're about halfway home. <laughs> we're about halfway there with a year and two months to yeah, go. Well, so, that's good. And, and contact I keep, you, and you can tell them. You don't yep. have to be from a farm to do this. There no. are a lot of things you can help with. That, it's uh, a, a good experience. Yeah. You can park cars, uh, work with food groups, uh, a lot help of good be a, a people wrangler, there for Christ's go. sake. Right. we got all sorts of opportunities. Oh, that's for sure. Good. Enjoy the sunshine tomorrow. Okay. And hopefully you, today. You have a good one. All right. There he goes. Mark Hagedorn, Eau Claire County Agricultural Agent. Friday morning, that means Brent is with us, too. Brent Wink. And of course, Brent is our... Uh, Countryside Co-op expert on our program this morning. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. As a dairy farmer, one of your most important crops is your alfalfa stand. You rely on it for three years of cuttings, with many of you taking four cuttings per year. This spring, the Countryside Cooperative agronomists have been finding a tough situation with many of our fields experiencing winter kill. It seems to spread throughout our entire area from Osseo, Wisconsin to Milltown, Wisconsin, and everywhere in between. There seems to be no area that has spared this problem, so the only solution is to scout your fields one by one and decide on their health. The agronomists at Countryside Cooperative will help you determine if the fields are viable or if they should be rotated to corn for 2019. Remember that a minimum density of four to five plants per square foot is required for good yields. Don't skimp on your most important crop. Countryside Cooperative's agronomists are here to evaluate your alfalfa fields with you and pick the variety that's right for your farm. They have a great supply of -of top-of-the-line cropland alfalfa varieties for you to pick from. The time is now. Go scout your alfalfa fields. And Brent is here. Brent Wake, of course, on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update Program. Well, what's been keeping you busy? Because I know you haven't been doing a lot of planning. We're kind of doing our own marathon. All this talk about running and yeah. all these things. Well, it's a little slower marathon, just walking across fields. But uh, that uh, idle time with no planters going. But, you know, it's it's been beat to death. Uh, you know, I talked about it a lot last week. But, you know, the alfalfa fields or crisis i'll call it in the dairy industry is uh is pretty bad you know in 25 years that i've been in the business i've never seen winter kill this bad across multiple counties as mark said you can find some 
lighter, sandier ground that that might have some survival rates, but it's very, very few fields. And you'll just start to find a few little green uh, sprigs coming up here or there, but when you dig the roots, you'll find a different story in most cases. So I know Countryside's got some programs going on right now to address it, to, to soften the blow a little bit on some special pricing on alfalfa and things for winter kill. But what I really want to talk about was just to make sure that people understand if it was seeded in 18 and they need to reseed, you could go back in and reseed that. If it was an older than that stand, you really should stay out of alfalfa for 24 months. Uh, Dr. Dan Undersander's work again shows that your best yields will come if you avoid alfalfa for 24 months. Not to say that it won't establish, but the the toxins in the soil will have activity on the roots of the new plants. So the other thing I'm a little concerned about is we're throwing rotations kind of out of whack here that you make sure and look at herbicide that was used on cornfields or bean fields last year that uh, you're going to seed down, that you don't end up with some herbicide carryover on fields that you're going to seed into alfalfa. So work with your agronomist to make sure... What herbicides did you use a year ago on some of those fields? And to make sure that you're within the alfalfa restriction. Some of them have an 18-month alfalfa restriction, a plant back for it. So that could be kind of an issue. Uh, Then the the last thing as we're, we're kind of moving to hopefully some possibility of planting corn or soybeans, you know, we're really dealing with, you know, woke up in the, the cool 30s again this morning Definitely with the dampness and, and how wet those fields are, I really get concerned with a lot of minimum till or, or, or no till, especially, you know, sidewall compaction and some of those things. Uh, this might be a year if you've got the ability to use a turbo till or, or one of those tools to kind of scratch the soil and, and get it opened up a little bit and warming up a little bit uh, or just, just requires a little bit more patience. So. Hopefully we'll see the sun to come out for a few days in a row here and avoid maybe some of these little sprinkles that are projected to happen, but uh, definitely should start to see some activity. Yeah, we need so. activity. We're into May. Yeah. What, May 10th is that what that when we start losing yield and we're not yeah. even close to planting. Yeah, it's so. this is definitely, hope, hopefully this is going to be one of those years that we have just a beautiful summer and make up our heat units, and, and do a little catch-up, but definitely a little slow start to the season. That's for sure. Thanks, Brent. You bet. All right, Brent Wink with us again on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. Yes, the weather is getting a little better. 62 partly cloudy today, so we'll see some sunshine tomorrow. Should be about 70 with sunshine. Country Jam 2019 is going to rock with Chris Cruzy. Plus headliners, Keith Urban, Toby Keith, and Jake Owen. Country Jam, sponsored in part by Cenex and hometown Chevy dealers, July 18th through the 20th in Eau Claire. With our hometown favorite and the voice finalist, Chris Cruzy. Party with Chris Cruzy Wednesday night and again on the main stage Friday. Go to countryjamwi.com for tickets and camping. Three incredible days, 30 years in the making. Country Jam USA. Wax 104.5. 